happy 2nd of July. You may not know it, but the United States Founding Fathers actually voted for independence today in 1776. Two days later, the Declaration officially published. Perhaps we should say happy secret Independence Day. Of course, we all know that July 4th is the day Americans celebrate their independence from Great Britain. But July 2nd is the day the Founding Fathers officially voted. Even James Madison thought today would be filled with celebration, not the 4th. So I guess we can get the barbecue going and relax today as well. Happy real birthday, America. I'll admit, 2020 has been a very hard year for me. More hard than in the past. But maybe that's a very good thing. But this world in which we're living will very soon fade. Why not cast our eyes upward? Cast them to the kingdom of heaven. Your first citizenship is there. And King Jesus watches over you now in his love. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Here it is Thursday. We're still in our series called Cory Ten Boom Through the War. How can we continue to faithfully walk with the Lord each and every day, even though so many things in our world tell us not to? I firmly believe that we need the Bible as our first line of defense. What's in your spiritual arsenal? Are you prepared for hard times with God's Word hidden in your heart? We walk by faith in the Lord, and we need to know that He walks with us. So on this program, We're going to look at a psalm we all know and love, but need to be reminded of over and over and over again. The 23rd Psalm, The Lord is My Shepherd. And a little later in the program, we're going to hear stirring words from the late Corrie Ten Boom, sharing a story about how she was able to forgive the man who turned her family in and led to the death of four of her family members, including her father and sister. And speaking of the Ten Boom family story. Have you heard the radio drama about their life called The Hiding Place? Ah, Rolf, how are things with the police these days? Busy, Miss Ten Boom. This war puts some people out of business and others into greater busyness, which requires me to be prompt. This watch still does not keep time. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. Harry de Vries was captured last night. He was taken to Amsterdam this morning. This is his watch. You understand? Yes. Do you see? The second hand still hesitates at the top of the dial. See what you can do. Goodbye. Goodbye, Rolf. Who is that? Rolf van Fleet. The officer from around the corner. He dropped off this watch. He said it was Mr. de Vries's watch. He also said that Harry's been arrested. Ah, when will this madness end? I almost felt that Rolf was trying to tell me something. But being careful. Yes. Telling you we should quit our work. The police are under the control of the Germans now. Everyone knows it. Hmm. What's this? What? There's something scratched on this watch. The Star of David and the Cross of Christ beside it. So many good people are being taken or forced to run. Yes, 
but the enemy has already lost when people like the bulldog get captured. When a man like him goes to a dark place, the light of the world shines where it hasn't before. That is something they didn't count on. I guess you could call that a snippet, but it's from the three-hour epic radio drama called The Hiding Place. The Ten Boom family helped hide Jews in their home while the Nazis occupied their home country of the Netherlands in World War II. They knew the risk. They helped save hundreds. The Hiding Place was produced by Focus on the Family's Radio Theater. And as you just heard, it's cinema of the mind. I'd like for you to get in touch with us after the program and make your gift to the ministry. And as for your copy of The Hiding Place 3 CD set, the number you can call is 800 654 2836. 800 654 2836. Or, of course, you can visit our website and then listen to samples there from the audio drama and then make your gift. And our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, here's the group Cutlass and a song based on the 23rd Psalm, Shepherd of My Soul. Nothing shall I want, nothing shall I fear, Lord, I know that you are near. You can make me still, you restore my soul, Lord, I know that you are here. Shepherd. 
Shepherd of My Soul by Cutlass here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. And at the beginning of the program, I asked a question. How can we faithfully walk with the Lord each and every day? Even though so many things in our world tell us not to. There's so many distractions, so many hardships, so many temptations to wander away. What we need, I think, and believe is a plethora of Scripture hidden in our hearts, in our arsenals. But the good news is that when we know Scripture and walk in this life as a follower of Christ, we don't walk alone. We walk by faith in our Good Shepherd. And amazingly, He's there leading us every step of the way. If you've been around the Church of Jesus Christ for any amount of time, then you've heard Psalm 23, and no doubt you've read it yourself in Scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Now, that's the first three verses of Psalm 23, teaching us that the Lord takes care of his sheep. I love that David, the shepherd boy turned king, could reflect on his relationship with the Lord and realize the Lord had been shepherding him all along. If you know David's life, you know that this is profound of him to say. David was anointed king at a young age. Saul, the first king of Israel, had violated the Lord's law. David was anointed in his place, but Saul wouldn't go easily. In fact, he tried to kill David more than once. David spent a good part of his early life fleeing, hiding in caves, finding the water wherever he could, perhaps even lying down in green pastures to rest. And once David became king, he had to go on the run again. His own son, years later, wanted to kill him to take over the throne from his father. David's life was chaos and turmoil. But as he looked back on his life, he realized the Lord had been leading him. Isn't that how we experience this life too? Day by day. We can look around and wonder where all this is going. Why do I struggle with my chronic pain and illness? Why am I so anxious all the time? Why does it seem like the Lord is leaving me to my own strength? I feel that way, and I think you might as well. But as we walk by faith, turning time and again to the Lord, we look back and we see the hand of the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean the Lord always gives us the answers to all our whys, but when we walk by faith in the shepherd of our souls, we realize he's always with us. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, showing us the intimate care that the Lord has for each and every one of his children, because he is our shepherd. We lack nothing that we need. Remember Paul in Philippians 4? He says he knows that God will provide all our needs because that's what the Lord does. He cares for his sheep. He gives them rest in green pastures. He gives them refreshing drink. He guides us along right paths. He knows you. He knows me. He knows us fully and deeply and intimately, and yet he still loves us. I say, and yet, because if we're honest with ourselves, 
We aren't very lovable. But the Lord loves us. And in the process, he takes care of us. He is our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. And that image of a shepherd is more than the Lord's care for us day to day. Isaiah the prophet saw the Lord's salvation from afar. And when he saw the Lord saving his people, he used the imagery of the shepherd. In Isaiah 49, it tells us that the Lord will lead his people to salvation. And then in verse 9, it describes what that will be like. They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down upon them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? Our salvation will be just like Psalm 23. The Lord will lead us, not through the valley of the shadow of death, which is only a reality in this life. He will lead us to a place where suffering and pain are far away. He'll lead us to a place where we will be forever satisfied, no more thirst and no more hunger. We get to be with the Lord. Now, that's a powerful image to carry with you into the valley of the shadow of death. If you know the Lord, you know that the valley is only temporary. He's leading you through it, not with a message that promises ease and comfort. If you just try harder, the Lord is leading you as a shepherd. And he knows that sheep are frail, that we're so prone to wander away, that we're weak and need constant protection. He knows us like no one else. If the Lord Jesus is your shepherd, you can live your life of faith and courage because that means Jesus cares for you day to day. And you can live life with a sure and confident hope that the Lord will save you in the end. He is your good shepherd. And here's the best part. Jesus Christ took that name to himself. He said, I am the good shepherd in John 10. And this means our understanding of the Lord Jesus as our shepherd must be related to how we understand our Savior, Jesus Christ. The people of Israel had to suffer under a lot of bad leaders in their days, bad king after bad king, corrupt priests, false prophets, all these bad leaders spoken of in Ezekiel 34. They're called bad shepherds. But Jesus came into the world, and when he did, he announced to the people that he was the good shepherd. The people were suffering under greedy and arrogant bad shepherds, bad leaders, even in the day of Jesus. But Jesus said, the good shepherd that Ezekiel spoke about has come. And that's good news for you as you walk through your life. This is something you need in your arsenal. Our world is full of bad shepherds. We can't put our trust in policies or people. We answer to the Lord. And the Lord has told us that he is our good shepherd. But what does that mean? Jesus says that means we hear his voice. Do you hear the voice of your Lord, the good shepherd? It's not about having the Bible memorized either. I'm talking about truly knowing the voice of the Lord, following his lead along the path of righteousness. If you are his sheep, you will know. 
you'll recognize his voice. You can still go to Israel to this day, and you can see shepherds leading their flocks, just like they did in Jesus' day, living out there in the Judean wilderness. The shepherd needs to know his sheep, but what's more amazing is that the sheep need to know their shepherd. He can stand at the gate and call his sheep by name, and they will come. Even if there are other shepherds and sheep around, they will find their shepherd. Maybe you're hearing the voices of all kinds of of wrong shepherds today, bad shepherds today, politicians telling you that your only hope is giving them your vote, TV shows telling you your only hope is listening in and endorsing everything they say. But then there's Jesus. He's standing at the door, and he knocks. And he says, anyone who hears his voice will open the door and be with him. Do you know the voice of the Lord? Do you know Jesus as your good shepherd? If you hear his voice, you will follow him. And he promises to protect you. No one can snatch you out of his hand, he says. But then he goes on. Bad shepherds expect the sheep to lay down their life for the shepherd. Bad shepherds tell you to spend and be spent for their own benefit. But then there's Jesus, our good shepherd, saying, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for the sheep. He loves us and cares for us and protects us by laying down his own life for us. And he rose again to lead us home. The Lord is my shepherd. Hide that in your arsenal as you seek the Lord today by faith alone. There is one thing I desire, one thing I seek. Abide in you I'm yours for you to keep You prepare a table for me You're my portion and my cup You are the source of strength Lord, you have filled me up You are my shepherd
shall I fear? You are the God who goes before me, my rock and my shield. In troubled times, you will provide, and I shall not want. You are, you are my God. You are, you are my God. The words are poetic. From an album called "The Robe" by Trisha Brock, and you are my shepherd here on Haven today. For the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing excerpts from the late Corey Ten Boom. For decades, she traveled the world, sharing the story about how God saw her through the darkest days of World War II in a Nazi concentration camp. One of her big themes was forgiveness, and how Jesus helps us forgive those who've done horrible things to us. She even shared about how she was able to forgive the Dutchman who had betrayed her family and the Jews that they were hiding out and protecting. That man was responsible for many of his countrymen's deaths, including four of Corey's family members. And after the war was all over, she learned that this man was in prison for these crimes and scheduled for execution. So she wrote him a letter. Here were the words as Corey tells. And I wrote, what you have done by your betrayal has meant the death of four of my family. I myself have suffered very much in three prisons, but I have forgiven you. And that is because the Lord Jesus is in my life and in my heart. And he has given me love and forgiveness for you. And this is a fraction of the love and forgiveness what awaits you when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and confess him all your sins, then he will cleanse you, he will cleanse your heart and fill your heart with the Holy Spirit. And then you will have peace. And when they kill you, perhaps very soon, you can know that Jesus has said in the house of the Father are many mansions, I go to prepare one for everyone who believes in me. And that man wrote me a letter back. I was so amazed that you could forgive me. And I said, Jesus, when you give such a forgiveness and love in the hearts of those who follow you, there's hope for me. And I have said yes to Jesus. That was his way of telling me, of writing me. But he accepted the Lord. A week later, he was killed. That's Corey Ten Boom sharing about the power of forgiveness found in Christ alone. And you can hear her epic story on the audio drama called The Hiding Place. We heard an excerpt earlier in this program. It's well produced with professional actors and sound effects and original music score. And as you listen, it'll be like you're right with the Ten Boom family, seeking to rescue Jews from the Nazis. And you'll be reminded that Jesus is always with you, even in the darkest of places, even like the concentration camp where Corey survived by God's grace. Please call us right now at 800-654-2836. 
That's 800-654-2836. Or visit our website and listen to samples from the Hiding Place radio drama and then make your gift to support the ministry. And our web address, if you'd choose to go there, is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Do not be afraid. There are many commands in the Bible, but that one is repeated more than all the others. Do not be afraid. But it's not that simple, is it? You can't make yourself to not be afraid by sheer force of will. And God knows that, which I think is why this command is so often accompanied with a promise. Like this one from Deuteronomy chapter 31, where it says, Be strong and courageous, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Fear evaporates when you turn your eyes upon Jesus. Try out Anchor Devotional today. In print, visit GetAnchor.com.